If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. up you're now listening to the off the clock podcast and it's your boy triple d and today i am joined by a special special guest they, he needs no introduction but i'm gonna give him one anyway this is one of my big not my, one of the this is my big podcast homie one of the guys responsible for me doing this um there's gonna be a whole lot of praise so i'm gonna take a quick pause to introduce the man but you uh may have heard me mention him many a time before he is the host of the Just Say Words podcast, as well as the creative director and CEO of the Pod Dealers Network. And that is my man, Jay. Jay, how you doing? Yo, hey, what's going on? It feels feels good to do the uh, get the introduction uh-huh. versus, versus always doing them. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. And I want to thank you for being on here. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to let me come through. I'm yeah. recording live from uh, scenic Virginia Beach, Virginia, seven five seven in his studio. And was fortunate enough to be a guest, and um, and now um, we're, we're we're flipping the script. Yeah, and uh, we're recording mine a little behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, giveaway for you inside baseball for sure. Pretty much, you know what I mean. Not quite Stephen A. Not not as much yelling and uh, big word using. Yeah, and no Max Kellerman uh, Stark. <laughs> not yet, at least. But um, I'm really glad to have you here. Um, Thanks for having me, and thank you for being here. And uh, we we got to catch up today, um, mm-hmm. and we we hung out. Was that last year? Like Damn. early last year, yeah, probably was last year, yeah, yeah. Like early last year, we got to hang out and kick it. And um, today, I kind of want to, kind of want to pick up from one of the conversations we had. But first, but uh, I want to do a bit of an icebreaker, a little thing I like to call share random thought. Okay, and um, that's pretty much whatever random thought that's lingered on your mind, whether it's been the past day, past month, past year. Uh, we gonna we gonna just go ahead and get it out there, no matter how weird, no matter how crazy, mm. and we just gonna talk about it a little bit and maybe see if we can close, you know, make some groundwork with it. Okay, all I, right. I hope none of you guys are like super prudish out there, but make Tumblr great again. Oh man, uh, you got they, oh man, they pulled down a fair amount of the uh adult the content. adult content. Yeah, right. Yeah, the adult content, which now has made Twitter. To a place where I cannot open it, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know what has happened. I've op- I've opened it up, uh, and then the way I used to open my Tumblr in public, the is the way I open my Twitter in public. Like, I'm just that, doing that, that hand covering the screen. Yeah, just a like bit. yeah, like I'm trying to just like get some jokes off or like take a picture of something, and it's somebody's uh, all kinds of orifices. <laughs> yeah, and open. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, what's happening, I, man? I I've been hearing stuff about it. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think I'm following the right people on Twitter, but um, I might need to get on that. But yeah, yeah. like I remember the 
the the talks the you know back when it was just rumors and myths that because mm-hmm. I was on Tumblr for a good while yeah and it was the wild wild west it was it, it was, was insane puppies to porn in less than thirty seconds no for sure hundred percent I and, I would see some sneakers and then somebody's butt like, yeah that's exactly what would happen yeah it was it was super it was exciting it yeah. was sometimes a little disturbing but like it was super exciting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like you I. Nah, I ain't opening this in public. I'm gonna have to wait until I'm in my car or something. Yeah, like definitely got to be in the car. Got to be in the house. Can't be around people. Yeah. Uh, but see, the thing about the, with it on Twitter is now people that I like and people that I respect, people that I do business with, people that I have a certain view of. Uh-huh. Now that they have redone the likes, when I can see, I'm like, yo, why is this up here? This seems really weird. I don't think I follow any like adult porn accounts or anything like that, right? And then I'll look above and see somebody's name who like. Doctor oh, such and such, or like uh, <laughs> motivational speaker guy, and I'm like, they like this, yeah. Oh, 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 you a freak, freak, throwing everybody <laughs> under the bus. Well, yeah. I, if we all going together, yeah. Oh, oh, you uh, you got some, and I ain't not here king shaming. I right. just was like, dang, I did not know. Right. I mean, I had an idea, but it's like I'm pretty sure you wanted this to be private. Yeah. But I know now. Now I know. Yeah. You want to talk about this? <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah. So, that is the thing. So, that is my random thought. So, make Tumblr great again. If hey. you guys have the ability to do that, please do that. Yeah, man. That's, that That is definitely what happens when you try to combine two worlds. And uh, mm-hmm. the way you're talking. And from what I've seen, because I'm not on Twitter as much as I need to be. But um, I, it seems like that's becoming a thing where it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're Twitter and we can handle a lot. But this is a bit too much. Yeah, no, and, for sure. And if you're hearing that on Twitter, you know it's too much. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into the main meat. Of the show, um, one thing I've been kind of thinking about in the past month or so is basically about how like we're kind of coming off halftime for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2019, we're, we're we're starting the second half. Um, how how has this been for you? Like I know you you ended slash began the year strong from my from as a spectator as a fan. Um, you know the 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 pod dealer network is is up there and it's booming and. You know, you're putting out a lot of great stuff. You're doing, you're doing a lot of, um, uh, you're, you're doing a lot of events, and mm-hmm. you're working on doing more events and getting more things going. How, how, um, how, for, well, I guess I should say, like, first, how has how has how has the first half of the year been? So, 2019, uh, as a whole, has been a tad bit of like really eye opening and like a struggle. So, um, so the for the first part of the year. I had to confront a lot of things that I have issue with, right? Like I'm a person that doesn't like to ask for help. Mm. Um, but that's hard when you create a series like Saturday series where I'm not the main person talking, right? Okay. I have to find other people to share their stories. So asking for help, people saying they will help, people telling me no, people leaving me on red, people ghosting me, all kinds of stuff has kind of happened. And that that has put me in this vulnerable spot of like, having to kind of confront how I feel with those things. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a person that really talks about like my emotions like that. So I've also had to deal with, um, I've all, I had to deal with some other things where I'm just like, damn, man, I really want to get this done. But, um, you know, I don't know who, like how am I, gonna, how am I going to do that? Um, working with other people, working with the city, kind of like getting pod dealers to be known locally has been some work. Um, but ideally, I've been I've had more ups than I've had downs with that. Okay. Um, and then more the more progress that we make um, with pod dealers, because I'm very much a team first person. Uh-huh. I'm, I try not to be like one of those CEOs or one of those people in business who 
um, it's all about me. Like I'm, I really want the team to win. So I want to, um, yeah, I never really want to be the person like, I, to be honest, I've been scared of being the face of pie dealers, but I've had to be the face of pie dealers. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one that has time. I'm the one who has, um, a little bit of bandwidth to be in these events and be in people's faces and shake hands and kiss babies and do all that other stuff. But like there are days I don't want to do it. I'm like, I'm with you, man. I'm a super introvert. I'd rather just be in the house playing Xbox or playing PlayStation or watching Netflix. Right. And then hopefully somebody will call me one day and want to give me a whole bunch of money for podcasting. <laughs> but that ain't how it's going to work. So you, you, you clearly read that directly from my dream journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. wants to, yeah, I want to wake up one day and somebody <laughs> from Spotify is like, yo, this podcast that you do is dope. Right. I heard- we we want to acquire pod dealers. And I'll be like, you know what? Let's sit down, get my lawyer on the phone, which would be my mother. <laughs> I'll be like, put my mom on the phone and we're going to get a whole bunch of money from y'all. But that's not how it's been. Right, and right. so, um, I've I've had more fun meeting people and creating things with people and working in the community and podcasting. I'm I'm actually like back to this place where I'm having super fun podcasting and and networking and engaging with people. So the first you know couple months of this year has been really really fun. That's what's up. Before we get into the second half, I just want to touch on um something that you said that like I I get it and I don't want to make it seem like I enjoyed hearing you say it, but like I. It was kind of refreshing, like the fact that you said that you're being the CEO, it, it kind of scares you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're you're a team first type of guy, which like I super respect that. And I definitely feel like we need way more of that just across the board, not just podcasting, but in this current landscape of the world where everyone's giving themselves a CEO title, but everything you look at on their product page or service page mm-hmm. it's usually a picture of them uh standing in front of uh this nice backdrop in a suit or mm-hmm. you know a dress or whatever um and you barely see the product um if it's this quote-unquote ceo and they're a part of a team it's like okay well, where's the team what does the team do mm-hmm. is the team winning um because you're, you're announcing often that you're a ceo okay ceo yeah. of what and it's it's I think the fact that you're a team first player who is coming to terms with being the face, but is perfectly fine with putting the team first. I think that's what's been working for you. And I think that's, what's going to keep working for you and pushing you forward is that like, yeah, I'm in charge, but like, this is what I'm in charge of. Come take a look at what I'm in charge of. Yeah. And um, that's just cool. And like I said, refreshing to see because you don't see it that often. Well, yeah, and I was also very afraid of, um, I think I talked about this with BJ, so shout out to BJ, too. Um, I talked about this because I was very afraid of being, like, a CEO. Um, I had met many people who have paid their $100 to the state of Virginia to get their LLC and uh, and do all that other stuff and say, hey, I'm a CEO, and, you know, no knock to however you get how you live, but right. if you're staying in your mom's basement and you don't produce a product, but you are on Twitter, Facebook, or somewhere else saying you're CEO or something. And then when there's time to produce a product, you kind of show up empty handed. Um, And it's not anything where you're dealing with like intellectual property um, where you're like, oh, I create this thing that isn't necessarily tangible, Mm. right? Like I can make something in a digital space and it's fine. Like I always felt like I was a creative director for many years. I've worked at, you know, companies where, the inside of what I am making uh, matters. So while I am 
creating something that is creative, I can tell other people how to create the same thing. I'm directing them. That is easy. We make products. Uh, I've made plenty of digital products in my corporate career. So it's kind of what I do. I know I can figure out and then transitioning to digital analytics is kind of like how we learn how to, you know, mess with the algorithms as far as like getting audiences and um, how to make people's podcasts bigger and more visible. Uh So I understand how those things work, but when it was time to get in the room with people who are CEOs, they make things tangible. They, they help companies make money. They help build up brands and all this other stuff. And I'm up here being like, I'm afraid to say I do the same thing as Mm y'all, even though I am the, I own this company. I'm the one who paid the money. I'm the one who makes the final decision for a lot of things, but I just kept being like, I'm, I don't think I'm the same as y'all. And I had to come to grips with that. Like 2019 was a lot of like, no, you are the same as them. You're good as them. You should be in the room with them. They love what you do. So why don't you love what you do? So like some actual self-affirmation. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So that was my thing. So yeah, it is one, but I'm very much of the team. We all kind of have the same mindset. We want to make something dope. We know we are bigger than who we currently are. Uh And so we want to put that into motion. Well, that's what's good. And I look forward to seeing what's next. And speaking of second half of the year, like how do you, do you have any sort of goals for it? Or is it like there are a certain level of momentum you want to maintain or acquire to to ride out the year? Uh, For the rest of the year, I would love to do more things. I want to shake more hands. So this will be our second year of pot dealers. Um, And right now we're doing a lot of stuff with access. So we're getting access to spaces, access to um classes and all the other stuff it's uh it's cool but my biggest my my biggest concern right now or the my biggest goal right now is to make sure people know and understand kind of what we do Mm -hmm. and also um want to interact with us like i want to do a lot of crossover stuff like i want to do meetups and parties and game nights um i want to do the like meet us at the movies kind of situation um, come sit with us. Then we're going to go eat afterwards. Like all that stuff that you kind of see now people doing like uh-huh. um, brunches and all kinds of events. And I want to do more things where we can kind of cross over there. Everybody on the network does something else. So like Underwood is a poet. So he he's really, he's working on the second book. Um, Hype is a rapper. We have, um, you know, the women from pretty conversations. They do all kinds of dope stuff like uh, Ravens in the production, um, all kinds of dope things, man. Like, um, ideally I want to start doing stuff like where we start doing like trips like okay. together. Like, um, I want to do some of the seven, five, seven, eight, oh, four podcasters meet up somewhere uh-huh. where that we all mash up and drive an hour. We find somewhere that's not weird in Williamsburg. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be the tough part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where we, maybe we just take over that place. Me and you went. Oh we'll just, man. That was, I, I wish I remember the name of, but yeah, we, yeah. Hey, whatever the one with Ben Franklin or something, right, like, all yeah. the presidents, somebody, yeah. somebody comment with all the, it's a yeah. spot in Williamsburg. That's presidential theme. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, it's super off topic. I was thinking about that spot when I was in Williamsburg yesterday before I came up here. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that place is good. No, that place was good. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> but I remembered that like in the bathroom was like a pre, like yeah. The, yeah. the presidents were in there. Yeah, it was weird. And like, so I'm wondering, like, did they have the presidents in the women's room? Because that'd be super weird. Oh, if you're yeah. in the women's like, room, is it's it just a all, bunch of old dudes. Is it, yeah, is it, or no. I, Obama. Is like, it weird if, if it's just all their all first ladies? Do you think it's because it was all dudes and ours? Do you think it was just all first ladies? That'd be a little weirder. But at the same time, I think it'd be a little more acceptable. But at the same time, outside of that, it's like, okay, you got them chilling in the bathroom, but they ain't nowhere else in the restaurant. Yeah. 
there's a whole lot of stuff to unpack. That was weird. No, that was weird. But yeah, but but yes. Uh but yeah, I want to do a bunch of different things, man. I mean, I'm I'm one of those super ambitious people, so sometimes ambition is good also they have to match up with your pockets and so right sure. now as a yeah. new company sometimes my ambitions are bigger than my pockets hey man sometimes we just, we'll just have to do it at a park you know what yeah I'm for sure yeah no yeah we want to hey. do some cookout stuff so for sure i'll bring the off spray and <laughs> somebody will bring the grill and the in the food okay so um like i said they, you know that's the plan for the rest of the year like i'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing what you do next um as a friend and a fan um and i'm definitely going to Work on making some time to come on down here and, and get up here for some stuff. So, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. We love um, having you down here. And it's just fun. So, like, like we were talking, like, I, ironically, but not ironically, but also kind of perfectly timed, that um, the restaurant that we met, we met up at, it was the first time we met in person. We hung out. We chopped it up for a lot, uh, for a while. Uh, we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, podcasting, um, life, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And we 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 fell into this conversation. It was there were two parts to it, mm-hmm. um, and the first part about it was pretty much how at the time, this time last year. Well, I don't know about this time, but like it was, I want to say it was a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in. We were talking about how we're in this sort of time period where, at any given moment, if you're if you've reached a level of success or about to obtain something. Mm-hmm. Somebody can can swoop out of the blue with some dirt from your past that mm-hmm. you may have even atoned for. You may have served time for. Mm-hmm. You may have completed that sentence. You may have made amends for and throw it on the Internet and throw you right back into that space where mm-hmm. because and people feel as though because I'm just now finding out about it. I now can judge you for it, mm-hmm. despite the fact that you may even you know that you've served your time possibly mm-hmm. the fact that you've completely you you've you've done nothing like this since then mm-hmm. but the fact that now i know about this mm-hmm. because you're famous and i have i i feel i have access to your life mm-hmm. i can now use this to quote unquote cancel you mm. um i kind of like to call it like waiting on the draw four. Oh, you know <laughs> okay, what i mean yeah like every game of uno like you there's always that one person they get down to uno mm-hmm. and it's just like okay i just need to survive if I can survive and put this this thing down, I win. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a it's a concept that's like it's kind of developed over the past few years, mm-hmm. where it was just like in the past, it's just like you did your thing, and people kind of didn't bug you. But now mm-hmm. in the age of the internet, it it's nothing for. And I've seen it. You know, I I I still have that thought now. It was really rampant the past couple years, where like people were getting hit with stuff from like twenty thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Some of it unresolved. Mm-hmm. And if it needs like R. Kelly, like, you know, that need that needed to be resolved. And yeah, I totally sure. understand that. Right. But like, you know, other people are just like, oh, this person committed a crime. Did they did they go to jail for it? Yeah. What's the problem? They did this. It's like, yeah, but like they didn't do it again. You know what I mean? So like, why yeah. are we trying to ruin this person's life? Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, it's waiting on the draw for. Like I I've seen it. I, I've gotten to this point where I'll see somebody come up. And it's like, man, I'm really happy for this person. I pray they don't mess up because because yeah. we've seen what happens. Like when when people find out you're you're human, when they find out you're not person, well, you, excuse me, yeah. when they find out you're not perfect. Yeah. Um, I pray they don't mess up. Like recently, like people are in love with Kawhi Leonard and he did all this. I hope he don't fuck up. No, it's real. You know, um, there was somebody yeah. else, uh, Keanu Reeves, when when John Wick three dropped, and he was like. 
the new Jason Momoa and everything. Everybody <laughs> yeah. was in love with Keanu Reeves, and he popped up at E3. Was it E3? Yeah, it was E3. Yeah, when yeah. he popped up at E3, and, you know, all these pictures of him, you know, being super respectful to women and, like, giving them their boundaries <laughs> and space. And I was like, and yeah. like, like, this is awesome in the back of my head. I hope you don't fuck up. Yeah. Because they will, you know, yeah. it's crazy to see how quick. And, you know, we were talking about how, how quick people will flip and they'll turn on you. Mm-hmm. Um, one second, what's his name? Jesse Williams is the face of, of the, is the new face of civil, of yeah, civil rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's fighting and he's giving these speeches mm-hmm. and he goes through a messy divorce with his wife. Mm-hmm. That's his business. Mm-hmm. But we ain't heard from him since. You know what I yeah, mean? You want to hear from Jesse Williams, you got to turn on Grey's Anatomy. You know? Yeah. I think when you and I talked about it, we were fresh off of um, the Kevin Hart thing. Oh, Kevin yeah. Hart for the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. When we were talking about it. Yeah, I think. And then we just started backtracking, right? Like we started backtracking, so we ran into Donald Glover being like, yeah. this is America's out, and everybody's saying this thing. And then I remember people being like, well, he used to be like this. He used to rap like this. And he, used to, he said this the one time in a lyric. And I was like, I remember um, having a conversation with somebody when Camp came out which was uh, whatever, uh, one of his bigger albums. And uh, there's a lyric in the song that says um, something like I'm rolling with something crazy in Asian, Virginia Tech. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember like a lot of my Filipino homies being like highly upset at that lyric. Mm-hmm. But then I also had to check them like, you guys know that you're Filipino and y'all say nigga all the time. Yeah. And they were like, but we were raised around that. Nah, nah, no, no, you don't get a pass. You can be slightly upset about that. Not that upset. I was like, yeah, no, y'all say nigga all the time. Like to the point where I know they're not supposed to be saying nigga because I follow them on Instagram and they wrote niggas is tripping. And then other Filipino people in the comments went, you mean like black folks? And they just went, like, niggas in general. And I was like, maybe if you don't say niggas, then we don't have to right. clarify. Right. Uh, so. Because clearly your friends and family think yeah. you're talking about black people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's not uh, chill out, bro. Um, but, yeah, like, in so now we live in this age where NDAs are real. Mm-hmm. We Because um, people cannot be themselves without other people telling yeah, and it's it's so much of like we watch each other, we videotape everything. There's face recognition for everything. You can't you can't even have a good time with your people just for the sake of it. Like you yeah. have to record it. Like I was thinking about this too. I was thinking how we've chilled for hours and we have not taken a picture together. Yeah, I was sure. like, damn, yeah, we've been chilling, and damn, I guess are we supposed to take a picture now? Yeah. But I was like That's kind of how it went the first time too Like yeah. I think I was just like Before we Before we parted ways That's when it yeah, came Yeah I up. was like Should we Should we take a picture Like uh But Yeah that's kind of the thing Like we to Like we Are constantly in this thing Of where we need to prove That we're right And that we're proved That we're doing Things like We have to prove to other people That we're having fun Like yeah. I've been I've worked security In a club before I've worked um, Events in a club I've watched people Sit on sofas with the straight face, beyond they paid top dollar oh, yeah. to get in here, then paid more of top dollar to get into yeah. a section by themselves to be on their phone to do the thing that they could do for free at home. Yeah. You could be on your sofa and come way more comfortable clothes on your phone, playing your own DJ. Yeah, and you come in here, you sit you, in your all white outfit, do all this other <laughs> stuff, and you sit over there in the club, and nobody's bothering you. You don't want people to bother you, which is why you bought the section. Y'all sitting over there not doing anything. I see this girl tap another girl. 
They have been sitting over here with complete stone faces the entire time. They put their phones up, smile. Ho- so oh one of them grabs gosh. a bottle, takes a picture. And I'm like, y'all, but who's that for? That's yeah. for us. That's for us, the, for the Instagram consumer, right? Yeah. But they're not really having a good time. It's, it's straight up a lie. They're really like, and I, let me take that back. I'm not saying they're not really having a good time. To me, it is. it looks like they are not having a good time. Mm-hmm. They've been sitting here on their phone texting this entire time. But they have taken this picture to look like they are popping bottles and, and yeah. they, their makeup is great. To then take a picture and to prove, like, yo, I, I'm having a fantastic time in this section with my friends. And I'm like, no, don't get me wrong. I've been places where me and my friends have just went. We don't really talk. We're just kind of on our phones. We we have a small yeah. conversation. But I am I enjoy them because we're in the same space. And I don't know if that's what they're doing. Right. But a, a nightclub usually isn't the place to do that. To, right, yeah. right, right, right. And then so so back to your point about, like, I hope people don't fuck up is is more or less in the the mindset of control, right? Mm. Like we need to show people because a lot of times people don't really give a shit about the offense when it's old. What they want is to prove to us that they can make that celebrity apologize. Ah, true that. that yeah, we did discuss that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like it's. It's not like somebody says something to Kevin Hart and being like. Okay, you know what? When you said this, this was you know it's probably homophobic. We can't believe you did that. We believed in you, right? Damn, yo, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. This, that, the third. I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm learn to grow from this. Doesn't do it again. I don't know if he did. I don't really follow Kevin Hart like that. I don't pay attention to what he's doing. So then, uh, then that happens, and then somebody else goes, "Hey, years later, hey, you said something gay about like he would kill his son, and that's that's messed up." And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, he did say that. But I believe he apologized for it. No, fuck that. Right. I'm gonna need that. I need to hear it. I want to hear it. And he's just like, and so then it blows up, and then it's a group of people. And that's the other thing I had to realize too, like after having that conversation, because I thought about that on the way going home. Is regardless of how big you think you are on the internet, there are people who don't know you exist. Pretty man. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Which which then brings up the second half of people being like, I didn't even know this happened. What the fuck? Yeah. Bring like. Now you apologize. I want a personal apology for something you said five years ago. I already went over this. No, nah, I didn't hear it. Right, right. Uh, no. Well, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> well, you trying to now you're complicit in this thing, and you're like, I already went over this, and I never really knew where I was supposed to fall. Like with that, I mean, I've had conversations with my therapist and other people, and like their thing is like. If you have offended somebody, then you have done something offensive and you need to apologize for that. But I'm like, but where do you where do you as a person who has tried to atone for that? Where do you get to say, like, yeah, I'm not on that no more. Like, yeah. I'm not. Nah, fuck that. I'm not apologizing. Right. Or since you found this tweet, go find the fucking apology. I feel like that's fair. That's so a like, fair response. So you know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I never really like I never really know where to fall with that. I mean, I'm I'm up to giving an, um another apology if they're up to it. But it but like I said, you're. Then once you do it for that person, then you have to do it when everybody finds right. out. You're back being like, now say you're sorry to me now. Right. And you're like, all right, I don't yeah, I don't want to do this. It's like, and then people want to, people have a tendency to like, when they get that taste of power, mm-hmm. and when they join that lynch mob, because essentially that's kind of what it is. It's like, this person, this one, that one person that got shut down, they decide, well, more people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, now I have numbers, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. now you definitely need to do it. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's say you do get the apology. Like, how long does that last? 
You know what I mean? Because then, like, what, five years later, somebody else can... Mm-hmm. Remember remember when uh, Kevin Hart had to apologize about not apologizing again for something he already apologized mm-hmm. 10 years ago? Yeah. It's like, when when do I when do I get to be done with that? Like, people... I've seen people, like, try to do... The, well, we've all seen people try to do this thing where, like, it's like, okay, you've done this this bad thing. Whether or not you've atoned for it or not, I know that I haven't done this bad thing. Mm-hmm. And because I haven't done this bad thing, and you don't know anything, like you said, like on the internet, nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't, you don't know my, my dirt. I can hold this dirt that I, this public dirt over your head. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like, you know, or do you, okay. I guess the, the, the easiest question to say is from, from there, from that time that we had that conversation, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's gotten any better? Um, as far as like people, people holding, like people whipping out draw fours. Um, I guess it depends on like what I think cancel culture got really big, Definitely. but it's, it's, it's to the point where, but it's almost eating itself. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so when people say such and such is canceled, it is much like, okay, no, you can't make the comparison. I was about to make a very bad comparison. Okay. So what I was going to say was, you know how, when we say black lives matter, mm-hmm. right? We mean black lives matter as well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we mean. So when you say such and such is canceled. The to me is implied. Right. At least it should be. Yeah. Right. So like recently I saw somebody, um, they're on a really big podcast. I forgot what podcast they're on, but they were making a, a, a joke about when we find out white people don't wash their legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were washing, they were like, this is how you wash your legs. And they were like posting a video, but in the video you can see that they were using dove soap. And all in the comments were people being like, I thought we canceled Dove. Why the fuck? Oh, look at you. You're a critic. And I was like, yo, y'all are mad at this nigga for washing his ass with Dove soap? <laughs> and on top of that, too, we have to also think of context. Like, you have to understand, like, rage marketing is the new shit. True that. Like, we really, like, you outrage is the new shit that y'all, they do something, people do something stupid. And then what we do is go, we can't believe they did something stupid. And as black folks, when we see something stupid, we share it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because look, if me and you go outside right now and I see somebody fall and bust their ass and you don't see, I'm like, hey, wrong, look, hey, man, hey, look, look, this nigga didn't fail. And then now me and you are looking at this person that failed and then made a mistake, right? Right. And then you go home and you drive and you tell your homies, hey, man, I was chilling at Jay's crib and somebody failed. And then they get to get into, well, how did they fall? Like this thing, you get into how did this thing happen? And so now you, that's how it is. The dove shows you a video of a white woman becoming a black woman. And this thing, you're like, yeah, but in context, look look at this whole video. Yeah. Or like yeah. in context, look at this whole conversation. Or in context, look at this whole comedy skit. Like this thing. But it's so, we're so mad at the 30 seconds yeah. that we don't give a shit about what happens. Right. And then it gets spread and nobody ever goes back and go, explain the context to me. Or when will that person, I think we've had more conversations about when will cancel culture end and what does redemption look like? And that's the thing in the age of the internet, we have not seen what redemption looks like. Right. I think the closest thing that we have probably seen, and I I guess it depends on who you ask, might be Chris Brown. And that's like a reach. That's a super reach. and, 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 And the reason why I say it's a reach is because like, we haven't necessarily seen him 
do those same acts. Like we've seen right. him be welcomed back, but then there's a lot of patriarchy and misogyny behind that. Right. And then there's still like a lot of stuff where like, you know, we're openly saying like we don't care about women or like abuse victims. So there's still some kind of like level of people not being okay with that. So I don't really know who we can look at and be like, this person was canceled, but we let them come back or, you know, and I think it's really, it counts for you, like right. whatever you believe in. So. Right. Cause like nine times out of 10, is someone ever truly canceled? You know what I mean? Especially if they if they're in a in a position where they keep doing what they're doing, yeah. like professionally anyway. Yeah. Chris Brown's been canceled fifteen thousand times since cancel culture started, mm-hmm. and he still dropped like a thirty five a thirty five song album yeah. that people are bumping, and you know, and to yeah. the point where, and you you actually might be right now that I think about it, because when you first said it, I was like, I don't know about Chris Brown, but the fact that people came to his aid in this whole um, what yeah. was it? Uh, good like attractive girls with good hair argument or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that people actually showed up to his side for that, he, you might be right with the redemptive art because I the and I, perfect because it was gonna segue into my next question of like, and that was the other thing that we talked about. Do you feel do we do we believe that people can change? And by we, I mean society. Does society believe people can change? Because at the heels of that, the mm-hmm. draw four thing. And the cancel culture, it's like we we drag people and we read them and we mm. cancel them and we tell them what they need to do to change. But the, the masses, for the most part, don't believe, you know, they, they don't believe that they can change. And it's not that they don't believe that they can change. In my opinion, it's that they they have to believe that they can't change because that further validates them dragging them through the mud because yeah. If I drag you mm-hmm. and then you get up and you change and you become a better person, I have to acknowledge it. Right. You know, I have to acknowledge that you're a better person than than you were. And yeah. the, the internet don't do that. Well, see, that's the thing. Like we live so outside mm-hmm. of the internet, we love a redemption story. Right. We you can look at it on TV every day. Like we love hoarders, we love uh, you know, all the intervention stuff. We love a redemption story, right? Like, we want to see people hit rock bottom, and then we want to be a part of their, like, we change them, right? Yeah. We, we, we love that. We, but we also love repeat offenders. Like we oh, yeah. love it. We, we almost love that as much as a good redemption story, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, I think I remember when Mike Vick, like, was coming out of jail. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm still good at football. I still got to, you know, I can still run fast. I can still throw. And it was like, you know, fuck that. He's, you know, these dogs. And right. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah, but he, I, he, he can't do that. Y'all have put all these things into place yeah. to where he, he can't have dogs. He shouldn't be around dogs. Like, everything. It was all of this, all of this stuff to make sure that he essentially would have to change. Right? Right. Uh, and people still didn't want to hear it. Like, they don't, that's not a thing they believe in. I think the same thing with, like, Chris, right? Like, I think he, you know, he went away for a while. I think the thing that that was re- a redemption story for me for Chris was I remember living here and them openly saying on the radio, "We'll never play another Chris Brown song." And radio stations really did it. Like he had some new songs out, and they weren't on the radio around here. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't even remember. Like one day, I, I think it hit me. Like I was driving, and it was on. Like a Chris Brown song came on the radio, and I was like, "I thought I thought we weren't doing that anymore." Um. And I think it was just like a a thing. Like the song was kind of undeniable in that way. Like it was a good song. But I think we, 
like to your point, like if people still hold it over you, they don't want to see you change. Right. But a lot of when cha- a lot of changing and calling people to the carpet is really performative in that way. Mm-hmm. Like we get to be like, and I saw you do this, and you are a bad person, and you'll always be a bad person. And you're like, no, I made a mistake, or I was, or you could genuinely be like, no, I was, I was an asshole for that, and I shouldn't have did that. And I hurt those people, or I said something, um, and I, and I, I was a, I was a bad person. I, I shouldn't have done any anything like that. It's really up to you. Like the thing I had to learn um, about having those conversations is like. Sometimes the apology isn't for them. It's really for you. It's yeah. for you to be like, yo, I fucked up and I'm sorry. And that shit shouldn't have happened. And, and I don't feel good about it. But um, I'm going to have to move on from this. Yeah. I can't dwell on this. But I know I will never be back in that place again. And I'm going to work to never be back in that place again. Right. And so I feel like that's kind of what we got from Kevin Hart. I think that's kind of what we got from a lot of celebrities who when they don't want to address shit. Like, yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't fucking talk about that anymore. Now, I don't know if they're addressing it behind the scenes. But like. I feel like if they don't repeat those behaviors, then we have to kind of believe them. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's really up to the consumer, too. Like yeah. I said, when you say somebody's canceled, you have to really, you got to stand by that, right? Yeah. Because, like, if I say, uh, I don't, you know, this last Spider-Man movie, it really upset me. I'll never watch another Spider-Man movie. And then he's in something dope, and I'm like, damn. I said what I said. I can't. Yeah, yeah I mean, I said what I said. Yeah, because I know a bunch of people who canceled football, and then I went over their house, yeah. and then like oh, yeah. football was on, and I was like, "Hey, what happened?" Well, you know, ain't nothing right. else on. I didn't see that many pairs of Nikes burned. Yeah, uh, no, I actually bought more. I was like, "Oh, they're on sale now." Sorry, right. guys. Pretty much, like, we, yeah. yeah. Um, to that to that point where it's just like us, the consumer consumer, kind of has to decide. When I when I kind of thought about that, like while I was coming up with this and just thinking about on that that conversation, it made me wonder, like. This on top of other things like is empathy dying or is empathy dead? Because on top of the fact that we we're in this world where people will, quote unquote, cancel you at the drop of a hat. You know, we're all supposed to be human, except for you, whoever you are, a celebrity who I deem is above human and incapable of a flaw is empathy dead. Like the, people have no empathy for, you know, the fact that mistakes are going to be made. Everybody's human, like, and I, I think some of it, I think some of the outright, the the outright ranting that some people do mm-hmm. clearly comes from a place of nobody knows my dirt. You yeah, know? for sure. There, there are some some people that are just like naturally self righteous, but like so you can tell that there there are some people that like they're hiding behind this this shield of like I'm I I know that I can get this get this message out. But I know that I'm not important enough for anyone to to dig into my past, yeah, or care about what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Like on the other side of that, like aside from hot like scandal mess stuff, mm-hmm. like like I think I think people are too eager. Like in sports, like I feel like people are too eager and too quick to make fun of like serious injuries. Yeah, to the point where it's just like or like or like you know these these athletes' decision making. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's like yo, they're people like. Would you stay at your crappy job because, you know, of loyalty? You know, mm-hmm. you, this job employed you 10 years ago, so you're going to stay? It's like, if you have an opportunity to go somewhere better, would you not? People are like, nah, they, they're soft. Like, Katie's soft. He should have stayed. He went to the team that did this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, if you were in a position to move, go somewhere else mm-hmm. that you wanted to be, yeah. you know, somewhere that could possibly make you happy, but 
once you did it, your old coworkers were like, oh, you soft. I can't believe you turned your back on us. Like, of course, that would never happen. But it's like, I don't understand how people don't see how. And that that goes back to one of my previous episodes, like stop treating athletes like things, Mm -hmm. Um, which I feel like this past NBA draft and partially NFL draft. These athletes told you like, hey, we're going to start making moves for us. Yeah, all the yeah, all the free agency, draft, yeah. free agency, all of that stuff. Yeah, but like it, I, I question if empathy is dead because it, and I'm just going to use him as the the perfect example for me. Um, KD gets injured initially, mm-hmm. and he's out for a few games, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing people on my timeline like, hey, he don't look that hurt. Like he don't look that hurt on the sideline. You know, he could get in there and play. He don't want to play. He being selfish and da 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 da. And in my mind, I'm like, you you're you're not even. Uh, barely, you're barely a passable little league athlete, let alone a professional athlete. How would you know? For one, mm-hmm. two, if he goes out there and gets hurt, that's his money, not mm-hmm. yours. Like you, you, you'd be lucky to see a fraction of what he's putting yeah. on the line with his body. Furthermore, that's his body. So he goes out there, serious injury, mm-hmm. and those same people were just like, he was stupid to go out there. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. You know, he should have waited. And it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Like, do you? He's not a machine. You know what I mean? Same thing with what uh, Kawhi, which was, from what I understand, what led to him getting traded, long, you know, to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, is empathy dead when it comes to celebrities? Like, do we not feel for celebrities because, yeah. you know, they're in the limelight and most of them, from our view, get tons of money, even though some of them truthfully don't? You know, is it the fact that they're in the spotlight? Does it dull our sense of empathy towards them? Yeah, we treat them like consumables. So it's the same thing like you and I talked about on um, on my podcast, which was like the same thing about your show needs to be where it's always been so I can consume it, mm-hmm. right? So if I pay top dollar for these tickets to come to this game and you're not where you're supposed to be or you're not on the floor, then why? Why did I pay top dollar? You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I did what I was supposed to do. Um the other thing is, too, a lot of people who talk like they have never made million-dollar decisions. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the thing I, I like in it, too, is, like, when the Powerball gets all insane and people just say anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to drive a helicopter to work. And then <laughs> I'm going to jump out my helicopter onto my submarine and then ride a unicorn to the office. Like, and you're like, yeah, no, that's insane. Yeah, you're a maniac. You don't yeah, know how yeah. money works. Uh, <laughs> right, so, at all. So, so, so yeah, I mean... So think about it in a small scale, right? Like, I always try to think things down. We all know somebody who has complained about money, right? But they've they've complained about money in a way where they've put themselves in this place, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't feel like going to work today, so I called off, right? Called off last minute. So whatever your situation is set up, right? Like, it's not like they're going to use your PTO. They charge you as, like, not showing up, so you didn't get paid for that day. Now you're mad that your check is short. And you're like, damn, man, I shouldn't have did that. Well, yeah, if you're only missing a couple hundred dollars or, you know, whatever, you're pissed off about that. Cause that's your check, right? Mm. So imagine that being twenty five million dollars, two million dollars, right, or twelve million dollars, where you're like, if I step foot out here and I pivot wrong, I'm gonna lose a lot of money. And most of those dudes, like most black people, right, they come from disenfranchised yeah. communities, so they're taking care of a handful of people, maybe more, yeah, right, like people which depend I, on them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm look, That's why I'm, I'm looking at this. I want to watch this Jimmy Butler kind of like documentary thing that he made. About his free agency Because he's like I think he said he has like 12 people Depending on him And he's going to each person Asking them Yo what should I do next Yo I want to make sure You good Like mm-hmm. Should we go overseas Should I stay in Philly Should I go to Miami 
Should I go to these other places that are asking me? Or they think about taking me to Houston. Taxes look different out there. Like, I need the I need the, the taxes not to eat my money up, but I got to make sure my mom's good, my brother's good, my barber, blah, 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 blah. All these people, right? But we don't care about none of that, right? We, like, come to my team. I don't give a shit about what your family got going on. I mm-hmm. want you to do my thing. Ideally, I'm the same way. I want you to stay in Philly. I like the way he did. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, play on the Sixers. I don't give a shit about, <laughs> yeah, your mama eat a cheesesteak. I don't care. Like, <laughs> so, but I'm absolutely fine. And no, we don't have empathy. We don't have empathy for each other, let alone, like, celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, we really have to get to a place to where we don't just consume people. Like, and I, and I personally have been working on that, right? Where I'm just like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in a minute. You know, let me shoot them a text. Um, and I struggle with it in a way where I'm not trying to be intrusive. Uh-huh. So where I'm like, oh, I don't know if we on it like that for me to text them or DM them and be like, yo, I ain't heard from you, man. You good? I, I know that feel. So, yeah. like, that is a thing that I need to overcome. Because it's like, you know, they could j- legit be like, no, nah, I'm good. You don't have to check on me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'll let them tell me. But um, we don't kind of have empathy for that thing. When people do things for publicly, when they say they're not feeling the best, I struggle with being like, are they doing this for attention or are they doing this because you know whatever why are they Mm -hmm. doing that why are they talking like this publicly but that's how some people do things um some people express stuff that way so with celebrities i never really know um if it's like a yeah if it's a genuine thing right yeah because yeah yeah. because you like like you said you have a whole team of people that you could talk to now i don't know if that team of people has your best interest it just could be bottom line money stuff for them too yeah right so you might not have a person to say like Hey man, um, my mental health's not the best today. Uh, my body hurts, but nobody cares because they're like, it's game six, right? And I don't give a shit about your plantar fasciitis, right? Like, put another Doctor Scholes in and go shoot the jumpers, like, so, right, right, right. so uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we are. I think we're just losing empathy for everything in all kinds of situations. But I hope we get back to it. I hope we start caring about stuff and each other. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I I often wonder if we can recover. Um, I like, I feel like the fact that I've cancel culture is kind of dying down and i a lot of podcasts i've been hearing it's like they say it ironically now it's just like you know it's like and they they realize like this shit got out of hand you know i heard one dude's like i'm over being problematic you know like i'll acknowledge the shit that's that's messed up Mm -hmm. but like i'm done pulling out all the swords and the tridents going on these witch hunts because it's just like so much stuff that you know has happened is some of it's been misunderstandings you know some of it's just been like stuff taken out of context so it's like i hope uh and this big old hope that one day we can get back to at least a little more i'm I'm not saying we should be out here kumbaya and and, you know everybody gets one of those unicorns and Mm -hmm. gummy bears and all that stuff (laughs) but like just something to where it's just like a situation will happen and it's just not this big uproar that's just completely out of line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we shall see. We shall see. Um, hey, man, it's about time to wrap it up. Okay. And um, I really, again, I want to thank you for everything, not just being on this podcast. I want to thank you for being on this podcast. Yeah. But thanks. I want to thank you for everything that you've done for me, um, just as a mentor, as a role model, as a friend. And, again, more directly, just thank you for being on this episode. Thanks for having me out. Tell me, uh, tell the people, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, so first, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. I also, I appreciate, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate the words of, um, of kindness. It is not often we get to have that with each other, uh-huh. um, as creative. So I really do appreciate that. But 
uh, onto the plug-in shameless plug stuff, right? So uh, you can find me at Just Say Words Pod on everything Instagram uh, and Twitter. You can also follow the network at Pod Dealers, uh, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also find me doing dope things out in your local neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood pod dealer. Uh, we'll be doing podcasts, live shows, hopefully at some point. Um, and we want to do some really cool things. Uh, go buy some merch, go over to Teespring and, and put some merch on your body, uh, and take pictures and tag me in them. Um, but yeah, once again, thanks for having me, man. Pod dealers is not the only place you can find him. You can also find him on the Grow Pro podcast. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Huey would be mad if I didn't bring that up. Yes, uh, <laughs> shout yeah. out to Huey. Yeah, so shout out to baby Huey. Uh, go over, uh, just use the hashtag, hashtag Grow Bro Pod. Uh, it should pop up. Um, it's on Spotify. You can also hit Grow Bro uh, Podcast. It will pop up. It'll be a black dude as a tree. Uh, and that is fun. You can hear me talking about all kinds of wild things. Most recently, we talked about movies. We're going to talk about relationships. We talked about like mental health issues and all kinds of other stuff. So you get to hear me be a tad bit more serious. Um, and I guess some some people really like hearing me be serious. So that's hey, pretty man. cool. You got to give them all all facets. Right. Um, as a fan, I'm going to plug this for you. Um, you guys, for, if you've been following me on the Instagram and all that stuff, and um, I, I'm going to work on doing better about being on Twitter as a in general, um, you've seen me share the um, whenever I'm listening to the Saturday series podcast, oh, yeah. which is a dope series that you guys just need to check out um, and go ahead and give them a quick rundown of what that's about. And um, I'm just going to tail off with check. Check this out. Check this okay. out. So the Saturday series podcast is one of the first uh, podcasts we built from the ground up on pod dealers. Uh, is a podcast about your youth, any point of your youth, right? So it could be Saturday mornings, what was your family like? It could be stories about your riding bike, uh, having your bike stolen. Uh, it could be the first time you kissed a girl, what was your first crush like? All types of like stuff that happened to you over the course of summers, weekends, times off, family vacations, all types of other stuff. So the Saturday Series podcast is really about like what it was like for you um, when you were younger. I think a lot of times we get so focused on the now that we don't talk about the past, so I think... This is like one of my favorite things that we've built from the ground up and it's getting a lot of traction. So currently it's on season two. Please go check out season one. Uh, it's, it's just 17 episodes. Um, it, it's really cool. The episodes are fairly short. They range from five minutes to 15 minutes. Season two has a little bit longer episodes. Hopefully in season three, we start getting up to a half an hour. But right now um, we're looking for people for season three. So if you hear this and you're like, yo, I got a story I want to tell about the time I kissed this girl behind a dumpster or something. <laughs> I want to hear about it. I want you to come tell it to me. So, yes, hit me up. You can email me. You can DM me. However you hear about this, just come tell me your story for season three and season four. Um, and we got some other dope stuff coming. So, yes, please go listen to Saturday Series Podcast. Um, you can follow it on uh, Twitter at Sat Series Pod. Um, and, yeah, that's that's where you can find me at. All right. And, again, man, I want to thank you for coming through. Um, I am, of course, your host, Triple D. You know where you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Off The Clock Pod. That's O-F-F-T-H-A, Clock Pod. You can find me on, and you can always email me at offtheclockpodcast at yahoo.com. And I will see you guys next time. Next time, next time.